This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Gunatour back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every single morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good and well this morning. Make sure if you haven't done so already to drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here. So I'm a quick check. We're all good microphone wise. Lovely stuff. Good morning guys. In the chat box, let's scroll up to the top and see how you guys are all doing today. Matt G, good morning to you. AFC West Mids, Aditya, uh, Ansa, good morning, guys. Simon, Rahil, Olu, Anthony, Cads, good morning, all of you. John T, Lord Mayor, David. Uh, David, I've never called you David before, Dave, but I just have. Dave, good morning to you, mate. <laughs> Matt G, Paul, Jose, Brad, Steve, good morning, guys. Hope you're all doing well and to everybody else as well joining us in the chat box. Hope you are all enjoying what has now become the end of the season, looking ahead to the brand new one and, of course, taking in all that good, juicy transfer information. Without further ado, though, let's kick on with today's show. Uh, and we start by talking about uh, the England national team and a congratulations to Aaron Ramsdale, Ben White, Bakai Saka, all of whom um, were called up to the England national side. Emil Smith-Rowe missing out on the opportunity this time. Not particularly surprising considering how little he's played. And probably a bit of a kick up the backside as well to you know give him that encouragement, that incentive, that push to, to step up his game. I think he has been, honestly, if we're speaking you know groundedly and bluntly, I think he's been disappointing in the last couple of months or so. And Emil Smith-Rowe does need to step up um, considerably so if we want to see improvements from him to get into that team. Now, Lucas Torreira, very, very interesting story, this one, as this continues to, you know, twist and turn and the agents that are coming out and talking about this. Let me read you the quote um, from Pablo Benton, Pablo, sorry, Benton, who spoke to Fiorentina News. Uh, he said, the basic problem is that Lucas was where was earning a high salary at Arsenal that he did that he did not, obviously, in Florence. When we agreed the 1.5 million euro loan fee with Arsenal last summer, 
I had the English club agree that Fiorentina would not pay the money if Lucas was played at least 25 games. With this option, we have set the right of redemption at basically the, the option buyout clause, uh, the buy option at the end of the loan, at 15 million euros, payable in six installments of 2.5 million euros by 2025, which... You know, when we were talking about how much money we're going to get from the deals this summer, it kind of shows you how poor this deal is. Six installments, 15 million euros, unbelievable. We had agreed on a salary with Fiorentina for the coming season of 2.7 million euros net per year. Fiorentina, however, now want to lower both the salary and the cost of the transfer fee. We couldn't accept this, and even Arsenal didn't accept it either. Now Lucas has a contract with the Gunners until June 30th, 2023. Very, very strange situation. And to be honest, Fiorentina, the money they've got from that Vlahovic deal, and they're trying to lower a situation where they're paying 2.5 million euros per year to make up that 15 million euro option is a really small amount. A really, really small amount. And they're trying to lower that down even further. Arsenal rightly have said no. Arsenal need to stop being taken advantage of in the transfer market. And hopefully this is more positive sign that that is certainly turning out to be the case let's move forwards to our next story and Hector Bellerin is doing everything he feasibly can to try and stay at ben, uh, at Real Betis for next season it is said that he's willing to do quote anything he can to stay there and that he would like to return and not go back to Arsenal in the summer they will need to agree a fee with Arsenal the rumoured figure that Arsenal are looking for is 10 million euros and I'm not surprised they're trying to get that much to be honest I think Bellerin is a 10 to 50 million pound player let alone 10 million euro player um so if you Arsenal end up getting around 10 million euros for Bellerin you know it's probably a price that we may just have to accept and move on from he only has what the one year left on his current transfer uh contract so it would be unsurprising to see maybe a fee of that figure but he's desperate to return now a player that could be on the move this summer and the focus of today's poll in the chat box is Kieran Tierney, uh, who, according uh, to, I mean, a number of sources now have reported it, but the initial report came out originally from, I believe it was Leif, um, who has reported this story. I will find the ultimate uh, end to it. Yes, it is indeed Leif on Twitter, at Leify29, um, who's done stuff, obviously works for the Guna fanzine. He's reported that supposedly Kieran Tierney has been the subject of a £50 million bid uh, that could be possibly coming in from Newcastle United for Kieran Tierney. Now, I've asked you guys in the chat box this morning whether you would take a £50 million offer. Um, if, obviously, you had the guarantee of us bringing in, say, a replacement, I've suggested Aaron Hickey as that possible replacement. 53% of you have said, yes, you would take the £50 million offer. And 47% of you so far have said no. From my position, it would depend upon who, obviously, the replacement is. Aaron Hickey, I think, is good. But I do think that maybe having a 22-year-old and a 19-year-old option in the left-back role maybe is not enough cover. But £50 million is a lot of money considering that Tierney has played what I think I saw a statistic, something around 50 to 60% of Premier League games. He's missed nearly half of the Premier League games available to play to him because of injury. Is a £50 million bid enough for us to convince us? Um, we'll have to wait and see uh, and see what happens. Actually, <laughs> dearie me. Um, in terms of what we're talking about, though, the link 
uh, is an interesting one, but it does need to be confirmed by further sources and corroborated between different outlets. And yet that is so far to happen. So let's wait and see if that indeed does change. But supposedly 50 million, 50 million pound bid from Newcastle being weighed up. Now, Yuri Tielemans continues to be linked with Arsenal. Uh, however, it is confirmed that Arsenal are far from the only team interested in him. Uh, looking at three other specific teams that are chasing, those teams are unknown. We don't know who those teams are. Manchester United have had an interest in Tillemans in the past. AC Milan have also been credited with an interest in him in the past as well. Perhaps they are the two other teams that are chasing Tillemans with Arsenal. But Arsenal have said to be very much further ahead in the race for him. They lead the race currently. They've put in a lot of work to try and get this deal done. And £25 million bid could be what it takes to get it done. We'll have to wait and see if that does turn out to be the case. But Tillemans is supposedly the number one midfield option that Arteta wants to sign this summer. Moving forwards, and a new player for many people you may not have heard of is Adam Hlozek of Sparta Prague. Now, we have been linked with Hlozek for some time, which gives me the encouragement that the links with this story are very much true. Also, the fact that it's been reported by The Athletic gives it a certain amount of credibility as well. And Hlozek is a player who is a very exciting, young, 19-year-old um, that has scored 12 goals, 15 assists across all competitions this season, playing in a multitude of roles. Centre forward, second striker, attacking midfield, left wing. He can play in lots of different positions and play them exceptionally well. If Arsenal are going for Adam Plodzic, I think it would be an excellent piece of business to do. I think considering players like Reese Nelson, Pepe may be moving on. This is a great talent to get into the club to try and replace in terms of the wide areas. Nketiah moving on as well. Certainly playing in the central area, he can be successful. He's just rated as one of the most highly appreciated young guys on the continent. Probably one of those football manager specials that if you play that game, I'm sure he's got very high uh, ability on that game in terms of what his potential is. But Lojek is done really, really well in the two years since he's been linked to Arsenal. I remember talking about him and doing one of the very early tactical breakdowns on Adam Lojek a long time ago. And he looks a very, very good prospect. And Arsenal said to be looking into him. What I would say is that I think this is a very interesting link because specifically it kind of encapsulates the whole Europa League step down. Had Arsenal qualified for the Champions League, I don't think you would have seen these types of links. But with Arsenal looking to go for a big marquee striker, but not just the one, they want two, that you may see that second possible striker as a Hlozek, younger, protege type of player rather than two top quality forwards. That said, we're being linked to a lot of strikers. So we'll have to wait and find out. Now, uh, the other striker notified by the Athletic to be interesting Arsenal is Gianluca Scamacca of Sassuolo. Now, I was absolutely convinced when he signed his new contract with Sassuolo earlier this year that he would never, ever be considered to move on, especially when Juventus, uh, Juventus signed Vlahovic and they were also interested in Scamacca. But Arsenal are said to be kind of exploring the possibility of Scamacca as an option. Scored 16 odd goals in Serie A this season. Six foot five odd strikers, very, very tall, would give Arsenal plenty of aerial presence. And I, for one, would be very interested to see this type of player rock up at the Emirates. I don't think it could just be him. I think you would need to go for, say, a, um, a Jesus uh, or an Ozymen uh, with him. But I think that bringing in someone like Skamaka gives Arsenal a very different profile of forward that I think will give us a different edge, especially in games against some of the lower sides in the Premier League that you know really sit back and defend well in the box. And it gives us you know, that extra option um, and make us more threatening maybe from set pieces too. 
Victor Rosamond continues to be linked with Arsenal. And according to Charles Watts of goal, his agent flew into London last week to have discussions with Edu. This is not something that you should suddenly feel emboldened by to think that, oh my God, a deal is happening very, very quickly. Because if you remember that Edu has spoken with a number of players' agents, he met with Jonathan David's agent back in November, December time. He's met with agents of Gabriel Jesus since November too. It is a very common practice for agents to meet with representatives and executives of clubs to find out kind of the parameters of what's capable, what's feasible. You have to wonder what agents are doing. They're not playing the game. They're not managing the players. They're constantly having meetings with clubs and other agents and other executives. And supposedly one of those very meetings happened last week with Edu. Doesn't mean a deal is going to happen, but it is a good sign to show you that Arsenal are trying to target the correct players. So let's see if this one transpires into anything else. Gabriel Jesus, though, despite all of those rumours about Skamaka and Hlozhek and Ozymen, according to every source out there, he is still Arsenal's number one transfer target for the striker position. And a bid will probably be expected to be made in the coming weeks. And we'll bring you that news and a tactical breakdown very soon. Now, our headline story of the day continues to be William Saliba. And yesterday brought with it one of the best pieces of news that we as Arsenal fans could have hoped for. The confirmation from Mikel Arteta that he wants William Saliba to come back to the club in the summer very fantastic quotes to be hearing from um, Arteta about William Saliba. I'll try and get you the exact quotes. Here we go. Uh, he should come back. Uh, he has the experience and environment to compete with us. If he had stayed with us this year with a league game every week with White and Gabriel, he would not have had half of the playing time that he had whilst with Marseille. He continues by saying this is important for his growth and what he can offer next season, which would not have been good. William was not with us because he did not have time to play to gain experience. That is it. There is nothing else. It is what I have been saying time and time again, no matter the cult following behind William Saliba, he needed game time. He needed to play. And that was not going to happen at Arsenal. Mikel Arteta did not feel he was ready after a six-month loan deal with Nice to be the starting right-back, right-sided centre-back at Arsenal. Just didn't feel like he was. And that's absolutely fine. We went out and signed a very good centre-back in Ben White, who did a very good job in the season. And he's already getting himself back into the England side. And he's playing consistently for Arsenal in that right centre-back slot. Now Saliba returns, having played a full season of regular, I think no other Marseille player didn't play any more games than Saliba. And what's even better news is that there's further uh, information coming out from France that Marseille have already admitted defeat. Despite all of those reports less than 48 hours ago, they are now focusing on possibly bringing in another replacement for Saliba next season because they are so already basically surrendered the idea of bringing in Saliba back next year despite all of the talk. Saliba, from the looks of things, will be an Arsenal player next season and the club are even looking to push to try and sign him up to a brand new contract in the summer, which I know is news that a lot of Arsenal fans were desperate for us to see. I'm very happy with this story. I'm very happy with this news. I can't wait to see Saliba try and play in an Arsenal shirt. It's going to be great. I can't wait to see the dynamic that he builds with White and with Gabriel, his versatility to play, not just right-sided centre-back and left-sided centre-back, but also to play at right-back and has played there a number of times. He's played in the middle of a three. He's played on the right-hand side of a three. He's played on the left-hand side of a three. He's played in right and left centre-back in a two. He can play in a multitude of areas and will be a massive, massive asset for Arsenal next season. 
I can't wait. And that does complete all of today's stories, which means we're going to go to you guys in the chat box and your questions. So if you do indeed have any questions that you'd like to throw into the chat, now is your time to get them in there. So without further ado, let's jump onto those after this short break. Okay, let's jump into the chats. Alan says, Tom, would you be happy with one top striker signed, say, uh, an Ozzyman or a David and have Eddie and Balogun as as backup? Happy? No. I want to see us sign a striker, obviously, but I do want to see us continue to take that significant step forward. And I think the only way that we do that is by bringing in two forwards this transfer window. Ronald says, thoughts on David? He's really fallen off the scoring-wise at the end of the season. Yeah, he has. You know, his form's not been as been not has been impressive as it used to be. Uh, he's still a very, very good player. He's not near the top of my kind of options right now. There are a significant number of players that are ahead of him in the list of strikers that I'd like us to go and sign that are scoring more regularly, that are more consistent, and certainly fit the profile that we've looked for and have played in a more familiar system to that than what Arsenal currently have. David playing alongside Barak Yilmaz for much of his time at Lille has played centrally on his own at times, but more successfully in a two that we don't really play at Arsenal. Whereas other strikers like Skamaka, for instance, other strikers like Victor Ozimen, you know, they've played on their own in the middle and has Gabriel Jesus has done that too. So it makes more sense. And when you're thinking that Lille are asking for 55 million euros for David, it is a bit of a risk to go in for him at this point in time. Venga Boys says, I feel like 150 million might not be enough for Arsenal this summer. What do you think? It depends on what players we go for. If we're smart and savvy and get some very good deals done for players that are either free or have one year left on their deal, we might get lucky. Gabriel Jesus, I think you'll probably get him for just around the 40 million pound figure. If you want to go in for another striker, you're probably going to be looking for a similar fee. Tielemans is supposedly available for around £25 million. We're looking at someone like Hickey that could be around £12 to £15 million. So, yes, it does build up. And I think we would, I think I said and I predicted that we would spend more this summer than we did last summer. But we also might be making significantly more money through sales than we did last summer. And I think that may certainly come into it as well. Chilongu says, Jesus uh, first priority as striker, Hickey first priority as fullback, Tillemans first priority as centre mid, who is Edu and Arteta's first priority as a wide forward? It's a good question because we've been linked to a couple of them. Cody Gakpo, Musa Diaby, um, Serge Gnabry, there's another one that came up the other day whose name has completely escaped me. Uh, Adam Lojek as well, of course, can play in a wide area too. So we are being linked with these wide players, unsurprisingly so. And uh, I would be surprised maybe if we didn't bring one of those in in the summer because it does seem like a position that we are scouting. But I don't know who the priority is. But I think you've got all of the others spot on there. Uh, King State says, Tom, have you seen Nuno's interview on the Counter-Attack podcast? I haven't. It's on my list of things that I need to tune in for today. Uh, and I'm looking forward to listening to it, actually, because I'm interested mostly about kind of the Arteta relationship. Um, and I'm inter- interested to see how he reacts and responds to that as well. Uh, Billy says, Gabriel Jesus wants to be a main striker. If we are able to bring in another one, who is the striker and who is accepting being the rotational option? What do you think about Zapata as a backup option? Zapata's not for me, just in short. I don't think he's the profile that we should be looking for. Uh, Gabriel Jesus, however, is and he will have to fight for a place if we bring in two forwards. The fact that Jesus can obviously play in a wider area as well and has done quite willingly will help. 
But I think Arsenal will be looking to get that striker deal done before they go out and sign another forward because they will want to show to him that he is kind of their number one priority and we're not looking to bring in another forward um, before maybe doubling down and getting in another one and showing if Nketiah moves on, a Balogun goes on loan, that we've got that other option for us as well. Uh, would I keep Torreira? The answer is if it meant that El Elneny was moving on and we can replace El Elneny with Torreira, then probably I think he's a better option in the squad than he is. Who knows? Uh, Jabu says, uh, not a question, but from the videos I've seen, Vlajek strikes the ball pretty clean, connects like a Vlaovic does. Yeah, w- worth going and have a look at watching some of his stuff. Uh, he's a really exciting young player. Um, Nithish says, uh, hey, Tom, FYI, the 21-22 season is over. Time to change the yellow background, maybe. The backgrounds, it will change. It will make your way take some time because I'm, you know, I've got to talk to some designers and stuff. And I'm looking actually to to get some uh, freelancers to help out. So if you do know anyone or you're watching this and going, I'm a graphic designer, I can make stuff like this, get in touch because I am looking to um, get some help from some freelancers to help with the overhaul and the redesign of the channel for next season. So do make sure you get in touch. Um, I know Moss is going to be coming for me, King. Um, I know he is, but I've got to be honest. Uh, I'm not biased. Uh, I'm going to be honest about Jonathan David, no matter if Moss comes for me or not. Um, let's go to David Lincoln in the chat who says, uh, Jesus, Ganabri, and Gakpo and my juices will be flowing. I'm sure your juices will not be the only ones flowing, Dave. Uh, Vishal says, say we get a Jesus, an Ozzyman, and a Skamaka, what are our chances of winning the Europa League? If we manage to get in two top quality forwards, two central midfielders, a versatile fullback, a goalkeeper, which we've done, possibly even a centre-back, and a wide forward, I think, you know, you've got a great chance an absolutely fantastic chance of winning the Europa League. And we should be trying to aim to do that as much as we can. Uh, Mr. SNLO says, I'm a graphic designer. I can help. Send me a DM, either Twitter or Instagram, the Guna Talk on Instagram, at the Guna Talk TV on Twitter. Uh, Robotic Man says, if you could pick two strikers Arsenal have been linked with to join the club, who would they be? Jesus and Schick. Easy peasy. Uh, Omar says, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, uh, what would you say are the chances of Gabriel Jesus being an Arsenal player next season? 8.5? I feel pretty confident about it. Um, it's based on you know, the fact that we are we have made him our number one target. He does seem to be open to um, moving to us despite not having Champions League football. And there doesn't seem to be real strong competition from other teams at the moment that might change but yeah i'd give it an 8.5 right now uh let's not spam the chat box please thank you uh alan says where's where's alan's question i've lost it no alan any serious links to ganabri would he start over saka there are serious links in terms of just interest would he start over saka i don't know but you could play saka on the left hand side you could play ganabri in a central position you can rotate there's plenty of options for us we just need to give us um we need to give ourselves these different types of options i also was sent something really good this morning that i did want to discuss actually on twitter I think it was, let me try and find it. Um, It was basically looking at the number of different combinations of defense combinations we've had this season. Why can't I find it? Basically, Arsenal have had something like 15 (laughs) different combinations of defensive partnerships, something ridiculous, Um, but I can't, annoyingly, I can't find it. Um, It was very, very good. 
but I can't find it. I can't show you what it is. That's really irritating because it was really good. But yeah, it basically put point to the fact that all these different defensive combinations that Arsenal have had to play for means that obviously it's unsurprising that we've conceded more goals than last season because we've just not been able to we've just not been able to play a consistent back four for enough of the season. We've lost players like Tomiyasu, we've lost players like Kieran Tierney, we've lost players like Ben White at times, we've had to have suspensions to deal with. So yeah, all of those things I think combine obviously to to lead us. Oh, I found it. I found it. You can see I was vamping there for quite a lot. Here we go. Um so Tierney Magalash, Wyatt, Tomiyasu have played 10 games, six wins, two draws, two losses. You've then got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 other combinations. So 13, I think, in total. You've then got Tierney, Gabriel, Wyatt, Cedric, Tavares, Gabriel, White, Tomiyasu, Tavares, Gabriel, White, Cedric, Tomiyasu, Gabriel, holding Cedric, Tierney, Gabriel, holding White. Tierney, Kalasanach holding Chambers, Cedric. You remember that game against Man City? Tavares, Gabriel holding Cedric. Xhaka, Gabriel White, Cedric. Tierney, Marie holding Cedric. Tierney, Marie White, Chambers. Tavares, Gabriel holding Tomiyasu. And Tavares, Gabriel holding and White. That's ridiculous. That's 13 different starting defensive partnerships. And people were just discussing, saying, we've spent all this money. We've added all of this to the team. Look, we've still conceded more goals. It doesn't really mesh. That argument doesn't mesh when you consider the injuries that we've had to deal with, the inconsistencies we've had to deal with, and the changes we've had to make to that defence. And yet, despite all of that, we have still kept more clean sheets this Premier League season than any season prior up until I think it was either 17-18 or 16-17. Had we have kept one against Everton, we would have kept the same number of clean sheets, the most clean sheets since 2014-15. It does go and show that defensively we've improved despite the fact we've had to deal with a ridiculous number of changes having to be made to the back line. It's... uh, it's mental. It's really mental when you look at it like that. Lynn says, Tom, the fans do not, some fans, Lynn, let's be careful. Remember, some fans uh, do not take this into consideration. Uh, they might, uh, they might be intent on us bottling it. You know, look, some, it's a, it's a shame that some fans do prioritise their own pride over Arsenal, which is weird. I find that really strange. But uh, thankfully, most Arsenal fans don't and can see this. Uh, Rahul says, Tom, if you are given the decision-making power regarding the striker option, who would you buy considering Patrick Schick is not available? Any players available if they're priced, if you pay the fee, it just means that we have to pay a big fee. And if it was a case of spending £60 million on Schick, I would do that. If you're saying to me that I can't have Schick, Ozymen and, and Jesus, I think, would be two great options. Skamaka and Jesus, I think, as contrasting styles, would be great options as well. Hey, it says Aston Villa signed Bubakar Kamara from Marseille on a five-year deal for free. They also signed Coutinho for 17 million. Are these signings on a level that Arsenal should operate on? Not necessarily Coutinho. I think he's set in Aston Villa. I think that's a really good, um, I think he's a really good kind of position uh, for them to go for. Camera, great free deal. I must say some fans, question mark, elaborate. Some fans, the reason why you should say some fans, because it's frustrating to me when people say Arsenal fans are this. Arsenal fans are that. No, some Arsenal fans are. It's always important. It's not about naming names. It's about making sure that you don't, you know, paint all Arsenal fans with the same brush. 
Um, it's frustrating. It happens a lot um, on, you know, wider broadcasting media platforms. Arsenal fans get painted across all things. And you don't need to apologise, Lynn. It's an easy mistake to make. Um, across kind of, you know, they, we get tarnished, we get branded, we get labelled as a collective. And, you know, we should be more um, specific. We should say some Arsenal fans or a selection of Arsenal fans. And I know that, Omar, you were looking for me to name some of those fans. But no, it's all love. You know, just say some, leave it ambiguous, always better. SKCD says, the problem is that we are blaming the injuries onto results. We are not the only team with injuries. And we actually finished in the bottom five of our injury list this season. Doesn't matter about the number of injuries. It matters about the, the importance and the length of injury to specific and important players in the team whose backups aren't necessarily going to be as strong as the starters. You look at Chelsea this season, for instance, title challengers they were labelled to be. They lost Ben Chilwell and they lost Reese James for a, a huge portion of the season. And what happened? They no longer were title challengers. You lose the key players in two key areas for an extended period of time and you will face the consequences of that no matter if you've got Aspilicueta or Marcus Alonso or whoever as your backups you will face the consequences of that it's not an excuse it's a genuine reason as to why our form dropped off at the end of the season um Mameno says uh, Arsenal and its fans some fans <laughs> get a lot of unfair criticism because it's safe for them to say that kind of stuff I mean Mika Richards put it best you know Everyone wants to jump on Arsenal. Everyone's talking about Arsenal. Harry talked about this on Talksport yesterday. Like, everyone wants to talk about Arsenal. Everyone can't wait to criticise Arsenal. You know, we've got a very passionate fan base. We've got a very loud fan base. We've got one of the best fan bases, but we've also got a fan base that has some of the worst qualities associated. We've got to be brave enough to admit that. We know that. But, uh, you know, it's we're an easy target at times. People don't want to see us succeed outside of Arsenal. Unfortunately, some inside of Arsenal don't sometimes want to see us succeed. But, we need to make sure that we're just doing what we can to big ourselves up and push ourselves forwards and back, back the team. It's not about backing the manager or backing specific players. It's about backing Arsenal. Arsenal in. That's what matters. Um, thank you, everybody, by the way, that's joining us in the chat box. According to StreamYard, there's over or nearly 900 of you that are tuning in, which is absolutely brilliant to see. Uh, make sure if you haven't already dropped a like on the video that you do so. There's only 119 likes and yet over 900 of you are tuning in. Make sure that you do drop a like on the video and do make sure that you drop a vote on our poll. I'm going to quick check on that. 57% of you are saying that you would accept a £50 million bid for Kieran Tierney, um, which is interesting. A lot of you um, still saying that you would accept that. And to be fair, a sizable part as well saying that you wouldn't take that bid right now. Amira says, would you be happy if we re-signed Eddie as our second striker, but signs Jesus, another forward who can play across the front three, almost like a third striker, and get all of our other business done? Yeah, I'd probably be happy with that. If you could say that, you know, it was a Cody Gakpo or a Serge Gnabry, someone like that, I think that would be a very, very good window indeed. Uh, let's go to... Um, yeah, <laughs> let's go to Ashton, who says... Yo, shoot for 1K, everyone. Yeah, it's uh, if we can hit 1K on a daily morning show, that's incredible. Cyrus says, hi, Tom. Who's the next tactical breakdown going to be on? You're going to have to wait and see. Um, but we've got a couple of shows planned for the next two days. Um, today, we should be bringing you the final William Saliba tactical breakdown. We'll be comparing his season to Gabriel's and Wyatt's with the help of Ben from the Marseille View. That'll be coming out this evening. I'll confirm a time on social media for you, so make sure you're following us across all our social platforms because we'll be bringing you 
that juicy content. And then uh, Gabriel Jesus will, of course, be covered, I'm hoping, this week as well. I've got a fantastic piece of expert insight to give you guys as well from our friends over The Athletic. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Michael says, uh, is it possible Xhaka could leave this summer? I think replacing him would be a great way to freshen up the squad. It depends who comes in. And I'm not going to rule that the out. I'm not going to rule it out, the possibility of seeing Xhaka leave. I think that considering that Roma have been interested for some time and his relationship with the club has always been fractured, let's say, some good connections, some not so good, you could see him moving on in the summer. Maybe. We'll have to wait and see. Ashby says, Tom, what do you think about Sandro Tonali to one day take over from Partey and provide some competition for Laconga? Uh, is a fantastic talent, but he's going to cost you a ridiculous amount of money. And Italian players don't tend to like leaving Italy. Um, so it would be a very, very difficult deal to get done. Uh, Anton says, is the departure of the head of performance staff a result of the injury problems this season? I honestly don't know, Anton, what the reasons behind it are. Arsenal just might be wanting to move into a different direction. Um, we lost crucial players at key times, but they were... They were players that we couldn't really help. You know, it wasn't necessarily about the length of the amount of time we've lost players for or the number of injuries. It was the specific players at the specific times that we lost them that cost us. Had we have had Tierney Tomiyasu Partey for one of those games against, you know, uh, Southampton, Brighton, Newcastle, had we had all of those players available, there's no doubt in my mind that we win one of those games. And so just the timing of that injury at that specific moment cost us um really really cost us and that's for me the primary reason why we didn't make top four secondary reason is of course the way we handled the january transfer window but i do think that this squad was capable of getting top four but we just lost you know the crucial players at the crucial time and and that was the reason why we didn't get it uh, mysterious billionaire says hi tom do you think brooke norton cuffy could be used as a backup to tommy Asu and cedric i think that he needs to be integrated into the squad for pre-season i think they need to assess what he's like over pre-season and then decide whether or not they need to integrate him into the team or send him on loan to the championship the championship would be a really good level up for him this year he's played really well in league one for lincoln time for him to now play uh, another level maybe keep him see what he does but I think that you know he needs to be playing regularly to keep up that development uh, Chief Nkosi says Piotr Zielinski is a player that uses both feet quite effectively and dribbles to break the press do you think that type of midfielder will elevate the midfield it might not be him specifically I think he'd be a great option the problem with Zielinski is you have to question where does he play because for me he would probably play in that Odegaard role and I think he would cost so much money that you're bringing in a player to compete with Erdegaard. I'm not sure it necessarily works. I'd probably rather see us go out and be a bit more savvy, either bring in someone on a free who can play that style of role or bring in someone young that can then compete with Erdegaard for that position. Smithrow, of course, is going to be developed probably into someone who can compete with Erdegaard there as we continue to push for a wide left forward to compete with Martinelli. Um John Daly says, have you seen the video of all the VARs that didn't go our way? So many I'd forgotten. We were cheated out of a higher position. Hey, look, we know that we've been undone by so many stupid refereeing decisions and VAR decisions this season. We know that that was also a factor, but I'm not, I, I fail to talk about it because I don't really like pointing at that. I'd rather point at things that aren't up in the air. I know 
that with the injuries to those key players at that crucial time that it cost us. And it's as simple as that. Uh, Mickey says, we have a problem with Partey's replacement. His injury caused a tweak or disruption to the formation in our general play. Sambi is still adjusting and no one else can stand as a lone six. Hence why we need to go for someone in the summer window. I think we need to go for the Tielemans type player. He's not a Partey type player, no. But I think that having a Tielemans there, put a Lukonga at six, or you put an Elneny at six, or say you bring in a free player as well to play in that role, You've got options. Gundogan is someone I would like to bring in, but again, he's not that defensive-minded player. But his experience, I think, would add plenty of cover to someone like Lukonga playing next to him. We've got options, Mickey. Um, but Partey's fitness is hopefully something that can be solved this season that we won't have to necessarily worry about. Vishal, no, there's no credible links to pursue. We're still waiting for the outcome of that alleged um, assault that took place. Uh, Adam says, do you think Tillemans could be seen as a competition for Odegaard as well as Xhaka? Played as a number 10 in Belgium, has shown to be those have those deft touches and passes uh, of quality. Do I think that he could play as that competition? Yes, I do. But I think he could be brought in to play alongside Odegaard in games that we need to be a bit more proactive and attacking. Um, scrolling down, we're going to answer a couple more and then we're going to wrap up. Uh, let's go to Ahmed, who says, who's better for Arsenal, Doan Nunez or Patrick Schick or Gabriel Jesus? That's a hard one to go between all three. I've always maintained I think Patrick Schick would be the perfect striker for Arsenal to go for personally. I think his profile, his age profile is perfect. His goal record is just unrivaled in Europe's top leagues for a player that would be available. Um, so I, I think he would be available if you paid the right amount of money for him. I think if you went to buy Leverkusen and said, look, how much do you want? You want 60 million quid? Here you go. 60 million quid will take him off your hands. So... I would go for that. Uh, Omar Rafael Liao, I would very highly doubt if he would leave uh, AC Milan. I think he won the Serie A player of the season. I'd be shocked if he left AC Milan at this point. They're trying to time down to a new contract if they haven't done so already. Um, let's go to a Ewan who says, uh, would you take Calvert-Lewin? Not for me. Just not for me. Anyway, that wraps up today's show. Thank you to the over 900 of you that are tuning in currently live. I'm sure there's been plenty more of you throughout today's show as well. We'll be doing these throughout the transfer window, 8 a.m. UK time every single morning. As I did mention partway through the show, I am looking for some help regarding rebranding the channel, changing the graphics, changing the intros, all of that stuff. So if you feel like you're up to the challenge, send me a DM over on Twitter or Instagram at the Talk TV at the Talk on Insta. Um, and we can have a conversation about it. I've already got a few meetings lined up, so you're going to have to be quick because there's a lot of interest in this already. Um, I'll be back this afternoon, this evening, to be covering um, William Saliba in a lot more detail with Ben from the Marseille View, talking about his season, statistically comparing him with players like Gabriel White and also uh, a Premier League great uh, of this season who got into the team this season for a control. Some really interesting insights, some really impressive performances from Saliba. And with the news that broke today, you know, he's probably going to be part of the Arsenal team next season. So some great stuff to chat about. Thank you so much. Anthony, don't you worry. DMB will still be a very, very strong part of our intros. Don't you worry. Thank you to everybody throwing in the really kind comments in the chat box. They are all very much appreciated. Oh, we were so close to a thousand, Ashton. Maybe as we continue to grow and do these shows throughout the summer, we'll hit that thousand barrier. Uh, very very soon but thank you so much for tuning in it's always a genuine pleasure drop a like before you go subscribe if you're new and as always up the arsenal it's the 90 plus minute 
all your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business. Removing friction and frustration for your employees. Supercharging productivity for your developers. Providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.